and turn to the book of Proverbs, and we'll turn to chapter 16. We could turn to any number of passages in the book of Proverbs because they all speak the same thing. The subject is the wisdom of God. But here we're going to speak uh, specifically to verse 16 of chapter 16, and we'll read the whole uh, of the chapter, and you'll note people of God and their children how often the Bible is speaking at this chapter as well of wisdom, what it means, what behavior it leads to, what blessing it is, and then its contrast, foolishness. Proverbs 16, the wisdom of God. The preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. The Lord has made all for himself, yes, even the wicked, for the day of doom. Everyone proud in his heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. In mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity, and by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than vast revenues without justice. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Divination is on the lips of the king. His mouth must not transgress in judgment. Honest weights and scales are the Lord's. All the weights in the bag are his work. It is an abomination for kings to commit wickedness. For a throne is established by righteousness. Righteous lips are the delight of kings, and they love him who speak what is right. As messengers of death is the king's wrath, but a wise man will appease it. In the light of the king's face is life, and his favor is like a cloud of the latter rain. How much better to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He who keeps his way preserves his soul. Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. You heeds the word wisely will find good. And whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. The wise in heart will be called prudent, and sweetness of the lips increases learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life to him who has it, but the correction of fools is folly. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. The person who labors, labors for himself, for his hungry mouth drives him on. An ungodly man digs up evil, and it is on his lips like a burning fire. 
A perverse man sows strife, and a whisperer separates the best of friends. A violent man entices his neighbor, leads him in a way that is not good. He winks his eye to devise perverse things. He purses his lips and brings about evil. The silver-haired head is a crown of glory if it is found in the way of righteousness. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. He rules his spirit than he who makes or takes a city. The lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. Thus far we read the word and the wisdom of God. Proverbs 16, verse 16, is that to which I draw your attention this morning. How much better to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. You may not know it, you may not think it, you may not want to admit it, but we are rich. We are so rich. We could say that as Americans in our country of many resources and compared to others, others in the first world, the second world, the third world countries, whatever you want to call them, we are comparatively very rich. And we should say that, however, as God's people, of course. We're rich. We're blessed Blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. How rich is that? It is, in fact, the goal of the consistory, including your pastor, that we might get richer. We are rich, and we want to get richer, don't we? We want to get richer. We can hardly dare to live a day without the prospect of getting richer. And the way we're going to do that is through the way that God himself uh, has said that we get richer, and that's through education. And so this day as we begin, and this week as we begin, the formal education and recommitment to it of the church and their families, it's all about getting richer. We're rich, and we want more, more of what God can give. We're not greedy, but we're coveting earnestly the riches that God would give. And, of course, it's not silver and gold we're talking about here. We're not so blessed with silver and gold. Silver and gold themselves could lead to our destruction. They're so much a trap, are those riches. We're talking about the things of God. In fact, we're talking about being rich with a richness that is richer than rich. We're talking about wisdom. Essentially, that is what we're going to be seeking to gain this year. And that's what we seek to gain always, wisdom. Something about the chokmah, Hebrew word for wisdom, that is this wonderful, blessed concept and word and truth that encompasses all of the blessings of God in Christ. In fact, it's the principal thing, the proverb says in chapter 4, verse 7, it's the main thing we should be getting. More than anything else, and even as we get an education, and as many of us homeschool or send our children to the Christian school, 
It's not just about reading, writing, and arithmetic, though that's important. It's about righteousness and the wisdom that is in Jesus Christ. More than all the gold and all the silver. That's what our text says. How much better to get wisdom than gold? And to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. So to focus us this morning and also this afternoon, let's... Focus on the riches that God wants us to have and just see, just see how rich he's going to make us. So, beloved, we want to be exhorted today to get wisdom. In all you're getting, get wisdom. And we want to talk about what wisdom is and then how to get it, how to pile it up, and then the result of it. What does it yield? What is this? Great treasure yield. And what is it yielding in your life and mine? Do you feel rich day by day, year after year? you feeling rich and even richer than the day before? Let's see. Wisdom. Wisdom. Trying to figure out what that concept is, what that truth is, is... Not an easy thing. Wisdom is so many things. And here we're said that it's better, a better treasure than silver and gold. And that's the idea here. There's a, there's an expression. Let's let's get this straight first. Uh, the the text is talking about things in a poetic sort of way, in a wisdom knowledge sort of way. Talking about one thing, and that's getting wisdom. And so that in the Hebrew poetic sort of way, when we're told that we are to get understanding after wisdom, get get wisdom and then get understanding, it's saying the same thing. It's called a synonymous parallelism. Getting wisdom is the same as choosing for understanding and getting understanding. And that means, too... There's a parallelism between the comparison of wisdom and gold and understanding and silver. They're saying the same thing. It's a repetition for education. It's about wisdom, which is understanding. That's an aspect of wisdom. And it's about that being compared to gold and silver, which are together and representative of all that The world values gold and silver being the chief things in those days and still in many ways in our days, the most valuable things you can have, gold and silver. But wisdom is better than it. And understanding, which is knowledge, and wisdom is a little more than that, is better than that gold and that silver. You can have a pile of gold. You can have gold bullions coming out your ears and in your closets and filling the church and filling your homes and silver next to it. Or you can have it in your bank account. You can be thinking that's what we should get now, that the paper money is like worthless. Let's get something that's solid and lasting and is a foundation of currency, and used to be anyway, 
in America and in other places. Wisdom is better than that pile, better than an ounce of gold that you might find in a stream or whatever is held in Fort Knox. I think it's still there. Whatever that the rich man has, the billionaire has in silver, gold, or whatever else is accounting for his, his worth and influence in the world. Wisdom's better than that. And so is understanding its, its sister, wisdom's sister. So we got to focus on wisdom. And wisdom basically is the ability and the virtue to live right. Knowledge is one thing. We know things. Wisdom takes us into life. Do our steps, our decisions. We get wisdom and we choose also for understanding and wisdom. It has to do with the choices we make, the relationships we have. How are we going to live as wise people? The wisdom that we have to understand here that Solomon is teaching his son is the wisdom of God. Not just earthly wisdom. There is an earthly wisdom. People know how to live. People understand and they make pithy sayings about them, uh, about it, that here's, here's how to really succeed in life. Maybe you know this. Early to bed, early to rise makes a man what? Healthy, wealthy, and wise. That's a, that's a maxim or some kind of saying of a Ben Franklin or whoever. Early to bed, early to rise, makes sense, good habits, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Let sleeping dogs lie. That's pretty smart, isn't it? It's wise. Don't bother a sleeping dog or an eating dog. And don't put all your eggs in one basket. Those are some wise things, right? Don't just count on anything, and you might drop the brass basket and all you have breaks. That's wisdom. You could read that in the columns of the newspaper. And you can get that from Socrates and Plato and, and all of these guys. And that's earthly wisdom. But this is divine wisdom. It's the wisdom of God. In fact, the wisdom we are to get is to be gotten as to one who might get God. And the understanding that we're to get and to choose is, is our choosing for God. It's a divine thing. God is wise. And so, let's put it bluntly and reverently, though, God knows how to live. He knows how to accomplish things so that he's satisfied with his the way that he's lived, and there's no regrets in this, is that therefore is the perfect wisdom that we're seeking. Not just wisdom for a day and wisdom for a decision and wisdom for this, but it's going to change. It's divine. Divine. But we could go, and we should go deeper than that. Wisdom is that virtue in God whereby he knows how in his planning all things, to plan the end from the beginning so that everything 
that he ordains and then does in this earth, and everything that happens, and we think God's not doing it, but he is, though he's not doing sin, of course. But everything in this earth serves his end. That's what God has done in his eternal decree already. He who knows the end from the beginning ordained that there would be a beginning, and then he doesn't just let it go, as the deist says. He's God and carefully works in everything so that everything is for his glory. And not one thing will not be for his glory, his praise. He knows how to get it done. He knows how to live so that he walks in one way or he leads us to walk in one way and he has no regrets and he he doesn't retrace his steps and say, now let me figure out where I went wrong here. I was on a hike and I went down this gully and now I'm lost and I don't know how to get back up to camp. Or God saying, I went down this gully, I I planned this, but that wasn't such a good idea. Now I have to get back to my being God. Because for a while, there was a problem, and the wicked took over, and I let them go too far. And my mercy wasn't good enough. My knowledge and understanding, I, I didn't have it all now that I have experienced certain things. That's what some people say, you know, some theologians. I, I've learned something. It's called the God of the, he's the open God. This is liberalism. God is open to learning. Let's get this right, though, beloved. When we're being educated, God isn't. He's the educator. And in all this world, the wisdom of God is he is the one who knows the best way. And the way to be God in all things. And even things that, oh, doesn't seem like it's right. The Lord has made all for himself, Proverbs 16, 4. Yes, even the wicked for the day of doom. How many times have you read that? Heard that mentioned off the pulpit in all of its glory. The Lord who's wise, who's wisdom, has made everything for himself. That's not being selfish, it's being God. Even the wicked for the day of doom. Wow. That's the, the backside of the Reformed faith all there, we'd say. That dark decree of reprobation. People want to deny that, you deny the wisdom of God. He wisely chose some to be his and others not. In the way, therefore, of their wickedness, there's doom. And here it is. God's made everything for himself so that his virtues of of mercy and of justice will be seen. His virtue of sovereignty will be known and bowed before. His being able to put it all together, as it were, No, that's not really the right way to say it, is it? 
will show that he's the God of plans and perfection. A man's heart, verse 9, plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. We cast lots and we think it's chance. No, it's God directing all things. He knows how to get it done. He's the architect who planned how the building is going to look how it's going to look like in heaven and in hell, how it looks like in the first century A.D. and 2,000 years before that, and how it looks like in the kingdom of God revealed in the, among the Israelites and how it looks like in the church. And he knows, too, everything about your life because he wisely is directing you. And... His wisdom for you is so that you are blessed by that. You know that? He's wisely led you here this morning and me here this morning. Those who may be listening in, he's wisely directed you to tune in and to hear and to stop Vacating your vacation with just stuff, but to fill it with truth. And to be glad and refreshed on the Lord's day. Wise is God. Wise when he leads us through this and that stream, which becomes a swamp, which becomes something that sticks to us and smells. Wise when we make mistakes. He's over them too. Wise in our successes, wise in our individual being and our families, and wise in our education, leading us to a degree, perhaps, in chemical engineering or computers or teaching or this or that. Wise in keeping us from school so that we lift up a hammer and we learn something of Jesus there. Wise is God. Wise is he, how, how do we know that? And it's all about Jesus. That's, that's what we get to here. It's this important uh, that we understand that wisdom is Jesus. How much better to get Jesus than gold? And to get Jesus, he's to be chosen rather than silver. Isn't that beautiful? Are we making this up? Is the minister pulling Jesus out of his sleeve? When he's going to the Proverbs? No. In the Old Testament, in fact, you have Jesus being set forth in chapter 8 of Proverbs. Read that with your children once. But I'll read part of it. Proverbs eight twenty two. The Lord possessed me. He's talking about wisdom here. Wisdom crying out. Wisdom filling the streets. The Lord possessed me, wisdom, at the beginning of his way. At the, remember, wisdom is God knowing how to live, knowing how to accomplish his purpose. And wisdom is said to be the way of God. And the Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way before his works of old. This is eternity now. I've been established from everlasting wisdom. From the beginning, before there was ever an earth, when there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. The eternal generation of the Son of God. 
Then I was, verse 30, beside him as a master craftsman. Before days, I was daily his delight. The Son of God in the bosom of the Father, in the communion of the Holy Spirit, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world. What would be? And my delight was with the sons of men. And that's wisdom. And that's what the New Testament says about Jesus. He's made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 31. Colossians 2 and verse 3. In Jesus is hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You see, Jesus is how God gets it done for his glory. It's how God lives in this world and has ordained this world and planned this world so that he will be magnified in the greatest possible way. And that's wisdom. The wisdom of Bethlehem, the wisdom of Mary's womb, the wisdom of the virgin birth, the wisdom before that of all of this prophesied and typified and pointing to the Savior. The wisdom of Jesus, God walking on the earth and showing his wisdom in his words and his wisdom in his power and his wisdom and his being resolute to go to the cross. Why? Because that will be where anyone who would know wisdom knows it. That's where righteousness, God's judgment upon sin, and where mercy they meet together, they embrace like a husband and a wife, and they are one and showing that God is one. And so all of the, the, the danglings of the tapestry at the bottom of it are seen in all of their beauty, the other side of God on the cross. And now we preach the cross. It's called the foolishness of the preaching, which is wiser than the wisdom of men. Because this is how Jesus would now make us wise and save us. Well, getting wisdom then is getting Jesus. Getting all that God says in Jesus. Getting Jesus. And I could say much more about that, but I move on to about that getting how much better it is to get wisdom, to get Jesus, than gold. And to get understanding, which is to be chosen rather than silver. Now, you compare Jesus, as the Bible here is doing, with any other person. Golden people and silver people. Silver tongued orators, rich billionaires, wise philosophers of the day, Christs with a small c, many going after them. They got a good plan. They got knowledge that the, the world is warming up. We better follow them. They got knowledge about COVID. They got knowledge about our woes and our problems. They got they understand, and we can see from the reports of how rich they are, just how to make money. 
and they would take the place of Jesus. That's what Antichrist does, you know. At the end of time, the Bible speaks of an Antichrist comes against Jesus and in the place of Jesus, sits in the temple, in the church, rises from the nations, the sea, the roiling sea of chaos, but also from the earth. And he speaks as a mighty orator, but also as a lamb. That's Revelation 13. Speaking of the Antichrist, the lawless one, who nevertheless is sweet to people, smells good, offers good things, instead of that old religion of Christianity. Jesus is better than that. Jesus says from sin, get Jesus. Now, how do you get him? Have you gotten them? How much better to get wisdom than gold? I'm glad that the translation here is just get. Is that crest? Get them. Hold them. Possess them. How much better to get Jesus than to get gold and to get understanding, which is to be chosen rather than silver? Get them. And how do you do that? Well, of course, beloved, it's always by faith. can't get Jesus any other way. Believe Jesus. That's the first thing. Believe Jesus. Believe this Father who's teaching you what wisdom is. Believe God the Father about his Son, and that in all things he will have the preeminence. He made everything for that. He ordained everything. He provides everything for that. And when he provides Jesus in the gospel, well, then we know. Get Jesus. Believe in him. Not one you can see, children. He's not around here on the earth. He's in heaven in his body. And that's where he will be from in all eternity. In his human nature. But you get him by believing him whom you cannot see. And by knowing him in the light of the Bible. Getting wisdom is getting God, that living word, Jesus, who is in heaven and who once was on the earth and who died for our sins and who rose for our justification and who's coming again. It's now revealed in this word. And this is what wisdom is for Sovereign Grace Church. And you children and all of us, it's about learning Jesus in the scriptures. It's about believing the word that God says, which, as we'll learn tonight, one of the things we'll talk about, which book, which words are able to make you wise unto salvation. 2 Timothy 3, 15. This book is able to make you wise unto salvation. Ben Franklin and Socrates, they can make you wise in this world. And Ann Landers, whoever else you've read in the past, they can make you wise in how to get along and how to get money and a pile of money. But this book gives you a heap of Jesus, a lot of Jesus, all of Jesus. Now, of course, he's not contained in this book, 
but he's clearly revealed, accurately revealed, reliably revealed in every single page and in the Proverbs as the wisdom of God, in the, in the songs, the Psalms as the song of God, in Genesis as the one who was in the beginning with God and was God, in Revelation as the one who's revealed, shining in all his glory, God's glory. That's getting it, believing and believing his word. And that means hearing. Faith comes by hearing, tending to the preaching of the gospel as often as you can. A priority. As often as you can. Because you want to be rich, don't you? And get richer, don't you? This is the one thing you can... You can want more of the one riches. You, you can legitimately want more of the riches of Christ. And I'm preaching to you how, and the Bible tells us how. Hear the word. Timothy, remember, was called by Paul from a prison, and he was about to die, to preach the word in season and out of season. You're called to attend the preaching of the word in season and out of season, when it's convenient and when it's not. When it interrupts your plans and your ministries or whatever or not, it's this wonderful thing that goes on so that the rich get richer. The children of God grow, and we are an example to others of just where they are to go. You see, there's a treasure map. This is what this Bible is. It's a treasure map. And it tells us, you follow this, and you go right here, and you open the door, and you sit down, and there it is. You found it. You found it. Something they didn't find in 1848 or 49, in the California gold rush. Something they don't find today with their metal detectors. Something that's revealed plain and simple in the Bible that even a babe can understand the value of it and cries out in praise to God for it. And parents, where all the work and the sweat and the commitment you give, the sacrifice you give to catechism, when the children respond and they say, boy, am I rich today and did we learn something today about Jesus? And I am so happy, Mom and Dad, that you led me there and, and that you're teaching me at home and you're being an example to me. This is worth everything, isn't it? For us as parents and for pastors and elders, we want you rich and richer every single day. This involves choice. This is an interesting and could be a tangled thing for a Reformed minister to, to talk about. But look here. The getting of wisdom and gold is said to be, in the parallelism here, the second phrase, which is like unto it, to be having to choose. Get wisdom, get understanding, that's to be chosen rather than silver. You've got to choose it. Well, as Reformed people, God chooses, right? He chooses us, not up to us, to be rich or to be poor. Ultimately, it's of God. Are they going to be rich? 
I choose them to be rich. They're going to be poor. I choose them to be poor. And he's not arbitrary in this. He's sovereign and he's just and he's merciful according to his good pleasure, his choice. This is the Reformed faith. God chooses, saves, graces sinners. And they don't contribute. You see, there's a pile of gold there. There's Jesus there. There's the cross there. What are you going to contribute to that? Except your sin. Here's... God's wisdom, and here's yours way over here. Besides that, you'd choose wrong every time, wouldn't you? If it were up to you. That's what this world is all about. That's why Solomon is pleading with his son and teaching his son about wisdom, because there's all kinds of wicked women and wicked men and wicked internet and this and that, which is and are and is a society full of fools. Absolute foolishness. This is what we're receiving into our ears anyway from the internet and the news, from the White House and from whatever else. Absolute foolishness. Though there may be political shrewdness, And good timing to get elected again? Foolishness. And I say this because I want to lead the way here. We got to respect those in office, even who are fools. Because God is not a fool who sets people in office. Governors, presidents, Democrats, Greenpeace activists. God is no fool. The authorities that be are ordained of God. Honor that. And that's for you to figure out how wisely and for us. All these applications are difficult. The wisdom. And again, if it were up for, to us to choose, forget it. On our own. But now it's, the Bible says here you get it by choosing. And here is the other half of the, re, the Reformed faith God is sovereign and we are responsible. In Psalm 110, isn't it? God has made us willing to choose in the day of his power. And so this is, this is it. Here's the faith of our fathers in a, in a, in a text get wisdom and choose wisdom. And it's all of God, as we'll see presently. And it has to do with you making a choice and another choice and a hundred choices and a thousand choices sometimes a day. Being intentional. Choosing for wisdom. Choosing for gold and and silver of God. Choosing not to just waste your time on the internet. Gaming, whatever else you're doing. Choosing not that because there's some other thing to do that's not only better, but it's the best. It's making excellent choices and responsible decisions. It's choosing a mate. Men, women, I'll stick with the men. Choosing a mate who's a wise mate. Proverbs 31. 
One who cares for the husband, one who fears God. That's what's brought out in Proverbs 31. And her price is above rubies because she's wise. She's wise. She has Christ. That's what you want, men, or you're wanting the wrong thing. You're wanting just a body or somebody to cure you of your loneliness. No, you don't. You want far more than that. You want Christ in your home. And believe me, because the Bible says so, if you marry and it's a mixed marriage, you're a believer, she's not, your home will be hell because there will be a wise man who made a mistake and a fool who never does anything right. Together, that's fire. That's friction. Unless you just roll over, and then it will seem like it's a peaceable thing. Choose wisely every single day. Choose to be a disciple and not yanked about by your nose by anything and everything that seems to be and, and, and to smell good. And what the crowd wants, wisdom, be Christ-like, love the word of God, love the counselors, and children and young people still, I don't care how old you are, and if you're legal, I don't even care about that. State says you're legal at 18, and I've said off the pulpit before, 18, schmateen. You can curse off the pulpit, that's my curse. That doesn't matter. You still listen to your mom and dad and your grandparents and your stepmom and dad. You listen to them. Now, of course, they have to be wise and kind of let you go a little bit, but you're a fool if you don't. You're a fool if you're 30 or 40 or 50 and you still don't listen to the, to the words of your your parents, your grandparents, though they be weak and they can't even talk. Choose. Choose to be wise. That does mean that we're just not floating along, you know. We're just not in the stream of God's counsel. We're swimming in the counsel of God. We're rowing a boat. The church is aiming to the shore. To, to the shore. Ultimately, of course, it's all of grace. And this is how you get it, through the grace of God. Maybe especially we see this when God, <laughs> here we, we made this choice. and We thought it was so great and so wise. When God takes us by the arms, by the waist, and he pulls us back. And we want to go, and we want to go that way, and he takes us back, and no, all right, here, I want you right here. I want you right here. And this is the best for you. And, and we say, no, and, and he holds us. And then he leads us to go over there, and that's, that's where we should have gone. Intentionally, not just floating along. That is, with a purpose. Every day. Don't just have open time. Open time is open season for the devil. Plan your time. Your leisure. The boss plans for you, doesn't he? Here's what you got to do. 
you got to take that high-low, and you got to pick this up, and you got to load this truck and unload that truck, and, and you gotta, you got to build this house and hang all of these windows, and somehow you got to be retired wisely, too. Intentionally, choice by choice, but believing grace and knowing it all depends on grace. This is verse 15, just before our text. In the light of the king's face is life, and his favor is like a cloud of latter rain. That's wisdom leading up to our text. How much better to get wisdom than gold? You need the light of the king's face, beloved. You need Jesus. You need God's favor. You need God's saving mercy. He's the only kind there is like a cloud of latter rain that is pouring down upon you so that the path is good and your will is made wise and sanctified in the choosing for more wisdom. And the next thing for the care of your children, for the care of your soul, for the care of your husband, your wife, the cause of Christ in the church. The favor of God. Finally, what does this lead to? It leads to everything good. If foolishness and pride go before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall, verse 18, and so on, the wonderful wisdom of God puts us on the highway of the upright, verse 17, right after wisdom. Right after, it's assumed we've gotten wisdom, you put on a highway. You put on a high ray of the upright. That's the narrow way to heaven, departing from evil, keeping your way, preserving your soul. The highway to heaven. Not as is wickedly sung, the highway to hell. Heaven. That's the goal. And, oh, you could, all of the other blessings. Yeah, you've you got to read this for yourself, too, beloved. Verse, or Proverbs 3, happy is the man who finds wisdom. You're going to be happy. You'll be a wretch if you're a fool. The man who gains understanding for her proceeds, that's wisdom's proceeds, what she gives you, are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. She's more precious than rubies, Proverbs 3. And all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Besides that, you live in a long time too. That's forever. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand, riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. All her paths are peace. She's like a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Happy are all who retain her. That's wisdom. And the wisdom from above, James says, is pure and peaceable and righteous and so on, contrasting with the wisdom of the world, which is devilish and divisive. The wisdom of a smart Alex seminarian who comes here and says, we want something new. We got to freshen up the place. And we're going to do this and that to draw people in and keep them in as we are on the cutting edge of advertisement. Beloved, we don't need fresh blood, we need a fresh cross. Old blood, Jesus' blood shed. That's for old wisdom. That's for the way we should go. 
That's for riches and getting richer. And beloved, I warn you, you're going to be taxed. You're going to be taxed for all your riches. And what I mean by that, God doesn't tax you, but the world does. It taxes you with persecution. It would take away your wisdom. So you'll be taxed that way. That's the cost of being wise. But God who's wise will give you wisdom and grace and gold and silver of his son for every day and every wise way. Amen. Father, we pray that you would bless us, keep us wise. Make us rich and richer. Oh, Lord, that we may preach the unsearchable riches of God in Christ and know them. Keep us also from our attempt to understand things and to be wise about things you haven't revealed, for it's wisdom to be silent, and it's wisdom to be silent in those matters where the secret things of God are not revealed to us. Lord, but with regard to the things that are revealed, make us wise. Make this church rich, richly wise and wisely rich. Hear our prayers and bless us, the education of Sovereign Grace Church, of every soul and family, and of a people that would glorify that wonderful name, Jesus. Amen.